Welcome to Life Beyond the Summit, a faith journey podcast for men. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Steve Crowdis and Andrew. Hey, Steve. How are you, buddy? Doing fine. Great. Hey, we have a unique and and interesting, this is a first experience for us. We have a guest in the studio, so we're going to be doing a three- uh, a three-person uh, discussion today on the podcast, and his name is Vic Miller. Vic, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. Glad to be here. It's good to have you. And Vic, tell us a little bit. Vic has a, a men's ministry that is uh, really sort of regional in a way, right? Tell us a little bit about the, the the website and the ministry and what you guys do. We are doing a, a program called Wild at Heart STL. It's a uh, I would say a spinoff of Wild at Heart uh, boot camps that they do in Colorado with John Eldridge. Mm -hmm. And we are doing, uh, we did one in October of this last year. We had 53 guys come to a spiritual boot camp out in High Hill, Missouri. And we're doing another one in April uh, down in Piedmont at uh, Eagle Sky of the Ozarks, which is an amazing camp down there as well. So not sure how many guys we're going to have. We could have... They'll hold up to 800. I don't think wow. we'll have 800, but uh, so we're doing that. And then the other ministry I do is just we have um, men at my house um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, Thursday nights uh, just walking through stuff together. And oh, so, that's great. Well, yeah. one of the reasons we wanted to bring Vic on specifically is because of his involvement with Wild Heart St. Louis, a website that he's formed. It's a non for profit organization. But the, the key to what they address are men's issues very specifically. And we, Andrew and I have done a couple of podcasts, a couple of segments on the notion of shame. Interestingly enough, this last Sunday at two churches, both Vic's church, which is Harvester Christian Church in St. Charles, and our church, Grace Church St. Louis, did a piece on shame. They were both a little bit different, but the key the key to both of them was the, the, the commonality was the, the issue of shame and how we as guys struggle with our value, our worth, whether or not we're good enough. And and I wanted to read this quote. It's amazing. I found it in a magazine. This is from, uh, well, I won't tell you who. Let me read it first, and then I'll tell you who, who wrote it. You wake up one day, and you're unhappy, and you have all the success in the world, but just like, well, what is it worth if I'm still feeling empty inside? Now, you know, we can all say that would be a very typical thing for a lot of guys to say, but when I tell you who this individual is and you recognize who he is internationally, it's surprising that he would say it, but it does speak to the fact that success and things and money do not buy us happiness. So that's going to be, I think maybe the, maybe this will be the sort of the theme of this particular one. Well, what is this worth if I'm still feeling empty inside, having, having achieved such great success? The author of this statement is Justin Bieber. And uh, it's, it's amazing. He, you know, he's a significant international pop star. Um, Andrew was just telling me before we went on the air here that uh, he's about to do another concert. It seems like these guys, they make all this money and great success, and then they can almost retire until they're bored and they want to make more moolah right so they they go for it but it is interesting to me and i think i think that all of us would agree that success and things and money and and wealth and whatever it doesn't produce success and we still feel empty inside thoughts guys well we do know that justin bieber i've heard some of his uh interviews and he i I think he's a believer he is looking he's looked for god he searched out i think he's some christian roots and he's become a born again Christian. Now he's been misled a little bit by certain 
I think, uh, super popular or kind of strange uh, pastors out there who, you know, may, maybe haven't been so sincere. So I think he's gotten a little bit off by bad counsel, but he's a believer. And, you know, I'm not going to judge his heart or anything, but he's come to realize that with all the fame, I mean, this guy is internationally well-known. Mm-hmm. My daughter is actually going out to Vegas this weekend to see him in a concert. She's flying from Kansas City to Vegas, and I don't know about his music specifically. I don't know if it talks about God, but I believe he's sought, sought the Lord, and he's, he's seen some truth truth in the Word. Yeah, that's that's powerful. So I, I think, Vic, what what uh, you and I have had coffees together and we've gotten to know each other. I've known you pro- probably for three or four years, I guess, through CBL and a couple of other just, you know, we've had coffee and, and kind of gotten acquainted. And I, I love our, our the point of tangency in our hearts is to is to see men fulfilled. And most men or a lot of men that you and I know are not even men who profess faith. So what, what do you think is going on there? I mean, we, you know, we talk about the topic of shame. We talk about, you know, where men are. What, what, do you, what are you seeing when you sit down with men or when you have these groups? Um, good question. One of the things that, um, that we addressed in the boot camp is the question um, that I think is on every man's heart is, do I have what it takes? Mm. Um, we tend to take that question almost everywhere. And we, we'll take it to the woman. We'll take it to our jobs. <clears throat> mm-hmm. We'll take it to um, the world. And the important thing is, is we often forget to take it to God. Yeah. And we, we allow that shame to bring us down. Um, one of my favorite verses is John 10.10, and, you know, it says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that you may have life and life more abundantly. And so often we let that thief come to steal, kill, and destroy who we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he pours that shame on you. But there's a, there's a big but in the middle of that verse, and it says, but I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. And guys don't necessarily... Connect with know, the second yeah, half. yeah. Uh, yeah, or it, or they don't connect with the first half because they think that life's all about abundancy, and then when when crap hits, they blame God and forget that there's a thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy that that reads your mail and knows exactly what's going on in your life and knows how to you know mess with your life, and so stuff happens. We we want to blame God, not. The thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Right, right. And you know, I think a lot of it has to do with our our human programming. You know, think about it from the youngest age. Like I know when Andrew was, Annalise and Andrew both were kids. My my two uh, children, they were. We immediately put them into programs that got them into a pre education process. You know, it seems like any more parents are are racing to get their kids to the highest ACT scores, SAT scores. I mean, it's really very very sad. The, what we're suggesting to them is that success from the world standard is everything, whether it be the GPA, the ATC scored, the job you get, the school you go to, right? Whether even in the public realm, you know, you, people move to get into the right uh, zip code to get into the right school district. So you, you said that men are often, often questioning, do I have what it takes? How is that different than like a, from a woman's perspective? Are they different in that, in that respect or are guys more hard, hardcore? Um, I would I would say the the women tend to I think the same question that they would say is am I beautiful 
do you uh, take uh, do you approve of who I am? Mm-hmm. And I, in, a, in a lot of ways, it's it's identical. It just looks differently. But yeah, that um, I would say that's their, more their question there as well. And and so often we were talking earlier about fig leaves. Um, <clears throat> we tend to cover up our shame mm-hmm. with a fig mask leaf. it. Yeah, yeah, we mask it, and and we have some pretty intricate fig leaves. One of the guys at our last boot camp did a study, and he found out that there's over 700 varieties of fig trees. Wow! So we off. So as men, we probably have easily over masks. yeah 700 fig leaves that we cover up our <laughs> our sin. You know, that's a great way to look yeah, at it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Wow! And I think I, I think it is. Um, I I think women are better at uh, being able to admit it. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're more able to process it, but they deal, I think I agree with Vic, they deal with very similar measures of shame. I remember the devil tempted the woman first. I mean, the, the fact that he comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and he's called a deceiver, he's called a liar and the father of lies. You know, I've said on the podcast before, and we said just a few minutes before we got on the podcast, is that uh, I think that 24-7, the, the devil is intentionally working to bring deception. He's a counterfeit. So he wants to present us with a counterfeit truth. But back to this this comment for just a minute, I'd love to hear your thought on this, Vic, and Andrew, either one. But the notion that the programming that most of us are, are exposed to from, from, young, from our youngest ages, even within the church, we program, we're focused on how do I route my child for success? And that success is primarily defined by the world. It's defined by the who you'll marry, whether or not what's the word you use we we tease about all the time the the uh having the chest you know the the you know the dollar, oh, the dowry. The dowry we you know who what seriously guys what one of the three of us doesn't want total success for our kids and we often miss define what that success looks like. I mean, I'd love it if Andrew lands the best job, lands the greatest success, becomes the CEO. I, I, I of course, care more about his spiritual life. And I want the same for my daughter. I wanted her to marry the right guy, and she married a great guy. And you, you want nothing but the best. And our tendency to define the best is through a worldly standard. That's that's a challenge. I mean, you agree, Vic? I mean, it's the programming, you know, yeah. the way we're programmed. Yeah, and a matter of fact... Um... So it's all horizontal. Right. Uh, one of the guys in our um, one of our groups that meets at our house shared a question the other day that I was like kind of blown away by. And it was when he picks up his daughters from school, what do we normally ask? Oh, how was your day? How'd you do today? Um, did you do all your homework? Did the teacher like, you know, and one of the questions he actually asked her or both of his girls is, where did you struggle today? Where did you fail today? Wow. And and he, although he quit asking that question when they started asking him the same question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, one of the one of the things that I've I've heard at uh, boot camps um, where guys struggle um, was receiving the love from their father, mm. and and some of the times it was, you know, you're you're a failure because you didn't do this grade x y and z um yeah. one of the one of the big uh struggles guys talked about was holding the flashlight for their dad we're working on a project we're working on the car yeah. and you've got to hold the flashlight and most of those guys would hold the flashlight but they wouldn't do it right and the light and, would get a little off the engine then yeah. they'd get yelled at and, and you get yelled at, at and you also learn how to cuss during that time yeah. you know basically 
Um, so, so, so kids growing up really feel like they need to have the approval of their father. And if they don't get the approval of their father later in life, they tend to, that sticks with them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Matter of fact, there's a, there's a, we talked about it Thursday night. There was a nun at a prison and she had, um, cards for mother's day. And she asked the prisoners oh, if yeah, they'd like a free thing. card. And all the prisoners, she had to go back to Hallmark and get more cards for, you know, Mother's Day. She went back the next month for Father's Day and said, hey, who wants cards for Father's Day? And no one took a card because that shows you how they've been wounded by their fathers or they've not had a good father example. And so often um, because of that bad father example, we have a bad thought or uh, it transfers to it our transfers image to of God. our Father yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. They say that you know, you, if you have a bad, um, if you can't connect with Jesus, you may have issues with your your siblings. If you can't connect with the Holy Spirit, it may be a mother wound. Mm-hmm. And and so so many guys walking in um, that I see just struggle with the father wound. They may not know they're struggling with the father wound, but as they start walking through it, they go. You know, my, my, my dad was not a bad dad, but he was more of a silent dad, and he didn't know how to do uh, a lot of um, manual things. So I never learned how to, you know, fix the car. I learned how to hold the flashlight, and he couldn't fix it. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, so there's, you know, none of us have had a perfect father except the Heavenly Father. And so that's that's transfers over as well. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. it's interesting that you use the flashlight example because think about really how, how shaming. You can't even hold a flashlight, right? But you know what? It's true. I, I remember flashlight moments. I mean, literal flashlight moments. There were other moments that were that could be seen as an analogy to the flashlight. But I remember the flashlight because, you know, you're a kid, you're holding the flashlight and you're thinking about what you're going to do tomorrow. And so the flashlight begins to drift. But when you can't even hold a light on the object and then the dad in frustration snaps at you, and that, and then it happens another time, and he may hit you. That happens another time, and he may say, "Get out of here." I mean, and you can't even. I mean, the most basic of things that it hurts my heart to remember those those have those memories and reflect on them. But yeah, and and that becomes our perspective. You know, if the if the one who's supposed to love us the most doesn't is a reactor instead of a proactive engaging father if he's a reactive father he's going to react out of his natural inclination for emotion for anger for you know whatever he's and and that's going to spill over in us and i know i mean andrew has heard my testimony on all these podcasts i i really struggled with and you heard it when i did the the presentation of the ministry of men saint charles telling me that i would never amount to anything is about as bad as you can get that's that you know it's really in my quiet moments, if I spend very much time reflecting on that, it brings tears to my eyes because that's such a challenging thing to say to anybody. Right. And right. Um, in fact, you know what? For me, Vic and, and Andrea, it's really what's driven me to care about men's hearts is that I know that I was I was very, 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 I'll almost say wickedly wounded by a lot of things that my dad said. And, you know, I love my dad. To this day, I love the guy and I, I miss him greatly. And I know, you know, it was like, forgive him for he knows not what he does because he didn't have the Lord. And, and he was trying to use anger and, and resentment and, and energy and emotion to direct my path a different way. So, I mean, I get it. It just was a very unhealthy way to do it. And, you know, we're formative in those years. I mean, they say zero to six, it's all, it's all 
in the mold. You know, it sets the course for life. So in your meetings, you present this fatherly thing that goes on. A lot of guys can relate to the fact that they're not, they don't feel like they're adequate or didn't live up to their father's expectation. Tell, tell us a little bit, how, how does the whole thing go? Do you, how do they get free of that? Or when they just give us a little, little bit more about that. So the actual, um, the wild at heart boot camps are, we will go through, um, different sessions and the, they call it boot camp because there is a uh, what I would call a spiritual breakdown of you know where's God trying to work on you? Where is He trying to work on your heart? And uh, as He starts working, as, as He as you kind of let go, get away on that weekend and just let go and listen to God, um, you we challenge guys to we'll go through a video presentation. And um, there will be a lot of information shared with you about maybe the father wound, for example. And then we have uh, what we call a um, covenant of silence, where we'll just challenge you as a man to now go outside, find a, a quiet place, and just take that question to God. And it, it may be, the question may be, what does God think of you? Uh, it may be, what's God working on in your life? What are some areas that... Where do, where do you need to forgive your father? Um, you know, or where is that? Where is that wound? Where what is something? And, and sometimes you you walk into that and you go, "I'm good. I don't have any wounds." And and then all of a sudden you realize, you know, my dad wasn't perfect, but I've got a perfect father in heaven, and and he he's pursuing my heart. And and that's been a word this last year. The word pursue is like, as he pursues my heart, I need to pursue my wife. I need to pursue my kids. I have adult oh, yeah, children. Like you said yeah. that Thursday. Yeah, I have yeah. adult children. I've got to keep pursuing them. It's real easy to go. Yeah, you know they're gone. They're on their way. I've done what I needed to do. You know, they, especially right. if they've made a few mistakes that we don't accept or right, right. And so, but you got to keep pursuing them, and and uh, and and just um, you know, in my own personal life, pursuing the hearts of other men as well. And we started a, um, a study last year in the middle of COVID. That when we completed it, the guys were like, "Can we keep coming? I, we need it. We need to keep coming. Wow. We need, and 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 they're still coming, and they're um, you know sharing and, and growing. And it's it's grown from uh, we start out with ten, and we got about thirty five guys that are coming now. And so it's it's been you know powerful. But I, I think that answers your question. In a yeah, way. yeah. What are the other things that you talk about in these uh, conferences that are significant? So the book Wild at Heart is um, the main premise of it. It was written 20 years ago by John Eldridge. And it, um, the real simple theme is there's a battle to fight, a beauty to rescue, and an adventure to live. And it really kind of goes in and talks about the battle in your heart. Um, it talks about the beauty that you, you need to rescue. And it talks about the adventure that we need to live as men. Well, what's the battle in your heart? Uh, it could be there could be all sorts of battles going on. Like we talked about, do I have what it takes? Um, mm -hmm. Or maybe uh, the battle could be, you know, I'm I'm just a piece of crap and I, I I don't measure up to whatever you know whatever that is. Um, every guy's struggling with all sorts of battles. Um, you know, so those the, those three premises are really kind of what they cover over eleven different sessions. And the and the battle in your heart is keep keeping a lot of guys from pursuing the word, pursuing the Lord, having yeah, a absolutely. relationship with the Lord. Yeah. That battle is stealing 
that that life that overcomes, right? Right, right. So often, um, great question. So often, guys just think, you know, I, I, I I'm not worthy. I'm that's I'm, the shame. Yeah, I'm not. I, you know, I my wife drug me into church. I don't need to be here. Um, I don't really resonate with what the pastor's sharing, and 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 so they check out. I'm not worthy of. God's love. I'm not worthy of uh, forgiveness. Of, yeah. Um, and, you know, you hear the guys that will say, you know, I just, I don't need to be at church. I, you know, I, they're just, I, I'm a bad guy. Or I've done, if you knew what I did. You wouldn't accept me. Exactly. Yeah. And and the um, amazing thing with the, the boot camps, I've seen a lot of those guys go, okay, I get it. There's a personal... It, it takes it from the from the head to the heart, and it and it doesn't condemn you. And and so an example, um, I was in Colorado, two thousand eight, and I got to the camp, and um, I love the Rocky Mountains, you know, and they were literally right next mm-hmm. to us. Beautiful day, it's August, and um, the next next day I wake up and it's raining, and I'm like. Where are the mountains? And I felt like God say, they're right there, just like me. I'm still here. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then he said, and the rain is the tears for the men's heart at the camp. I was like, whoa. I'm not used to get, you know, God kind of sharing the, you know, his heart with me. And I'm mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. it wasn't loud, audible, because no, no one else was looking at me like, hey, what, what's <laughs> going on here? And that night, um, the session we went through was... Um, they call it the new name session. God gives you a new name, and and uh, I, I really struggled with that. What, what does that new name mean? I, I don't. I've not heard him say, "Oh, you're Vic," but I'm going to call you Victor. Kind of like he took uh, Saul and he turned him into Paul, and right? right. Uh, Abraham got his new name, and exactly. And so the at the end of the session, they said, uh, "We want you to go out in the vow of silence and ask God, what does He think of you? What does He call you?" And I walked out. And it had been raining all day. We walk out, and the mountains are now covered with snow, a fresh new snow. There's a full moon shining down on it. Wow. It, it quit raining, obviously. And, um, and then I looked at it and said, what does he, what does he think of me? And, he, and it was almost like he just said, I love you, and I forgive you. Mm. And, and, and your sins that you've struggled with, that you think you're not worthy of, um, of my love, are washed as white as snow. There's a, there's an example for you. Do you get it? Wow. You know, mm-hmm. he had to do it that mm-hmm. simply, mm-hmm. and it's taken me over ten, twelve years to go. I needed to hear him just say, "I didn't need necessarily a new name. I needed to hear, I love you, I forgive you. Let's go together. Let's walk in. You know, because so many guys go, I'm shameful. I, I'm you know, mm-hmm. so many guys don't go through that experience. They don't take the time to stop and listen to God. And so, so a man can get saved in his heart, but then spend the rest of his life or decades still in a massive struggle to understand the Word, to understand the love of the Father, to understand Absolutely. how to overcome in this life. You know, am I right about that? Yeah, yeah, because oh, yeah. I meet a lot of guys who get saved, but they have their their knowledge of the Word just stop, just there's none. 
and they continue in the same sin, the same trials and tribulations. Because mm-hmm. they feel like yeah. there's, they're hopeless. Yeah. There's a sense of hopelessness. That... And, and there's a, the word that's jumping out at me, there's a, what some guys would call churchianity, mm-hmm. that you will get, kind of go through the motions and, and never grow. And, and what I love about the boot camps that Eldridge does is kind of force, doesn't force you, but kind of ask you, invite you into, let's take that to God. Not let's share it with a group of guys in a circle, because you can be us guys in a circle. For sure. Oh, yeah. You know? But when it's you to God, it's like, no, I think I need to... Um, He's calling, he'll call the BS card on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. You know, I, as you're saying all this, I'm, I'm reminded of all, all, everything but God's word is counterfeit. Even the way I view myself is, is a counterfeit truth. That's not the truth. The word speaks to the truth of who I really am. You know, for the, the fact that the Bible says that we're fearfully and wonderfully made, that we're made in his image and his likeness, that, that's a different truth than most of us, uh, recognize and identify with most of us recognize with the truth the lie there's a book the lies we believe i think you might have brought reference to it thursday did you well one of the either your pastor did that spoke on sunday or the other the guy at grace did but the notion that we we focus on what's not true and that's that a lot that becomes our frame of reference and it is the driver you know i'm i'm convinced guys that you know Guys don't want to go to another event because the last event left them as disappointed as the one before that, before that, and before that. And guys don't go to church. I think, Vic, I think you would probably agree with this. I mean, Vic's nodding his head yes, so I guess he does agree. But we don't go to church because we went and we went and we went and we we found ourselves in the same disappointment that we did the week before, the week before, the week before. There's no real transformation. And until we identify the fact that we're living and believing a lie, we won't begin. And and Andrew and I have often said this, we have to, we have to write over the, these other realities of our life. We have to write over with God's word. They have to be overwritten like with a computer. Well, I think you um, you shared the scripture fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah, I think too many guys believe that verse says they fear that they're not wonderfully made. Oh wow! Yeah. You know they 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 have that fear and they they have that. Do I have what it takes? Yeah, and they've not let God answer that question. Um, the answer as we is talk- yes, of right. course. But, as we yeah. mentioned before, we want to take that question everywhere but to God. And then when we struggle, we want to blame God. I like how you say we take it everywhere to, to things like our job, to our our relationships, to our every effort and anything we put our hand to, we take that question, am I right. worthy? Right. And then um, you know, the one thing we that we share at the boot camp is when, when they walk in, when we start the first session, the first thing that happens is movie clips from superman or different movie clips and you're like whoa what, what, what's going on here and and then i i get up and i just share guys this is not a normal men's church event this right. is not church in the woods <laughs> and and we're going to challenge you to um you're going to go places that you don't realize that you're going to go it's it's amazing from that aspect yeah. of it it's just not a it's not a guy's weekend um church camp so kind of where, how do you see the 
Like when you you see a bunch of strangers come to these meetings, a lot of them, you, most of them you probably don't even know, right? Right. Real young kids, maybe like nineteen or twenty, and older people, uh, seventy or eighty, maybe. We we um, the average sixty seventy. <laughs> no, we had uh, I would say so. We just did our first boot camp in October, and we had fifty three guys there from all over um, four or five states, uh, a number of churches. We had. Um, we usually recommend 18 and, and over. We had, uh, I think we had a, a 16 or 17 year old kid there, and we had an 80 year old. Uh, and then there was a lot of young guys and, and guys our age in the middle. You know, what do you think? What do you when you get these diverse ages and diverse backgrounds all together, and they're you know, in this big conference room, and here we go again with another men's conference, and you you take it a little differently, where you don't you everyone's not sitting around revealing their their secrets and their truths and their insecurities but they go out maybe by themselves and ask god what do you think makes one set of guys kind of get it and the other set of guys walk away saying well this is this is not for me is there anything that you've seen or is it is it is it those that just really are desperate for the lord or those versus those who are arrogant you know, I had a I had a, a young man that I invited, and he had no clue what he was going to. Um, he had asked a friend of ours, "Is this a good thing?" And the guy said, "Yeah, yeah. If if you know, check it out." And so he went. The first night, probably first day, night and day, he was going. I'm not sure what I got myself into. Wow. I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, by the end of the, the camp, he was blown away by the work that God was doing on him. It's, it's hard. You know, one of the things that we ask guys to do is to escape the matrix and to unplug and to come and just let God work on you. And, you know, it's kind of like putting a kid on an island by himself and another kid on another island. They want to yell at each other and, and as opposed to escaping. And, um, these guys... There, I would say, out of the fifty-three guys we had, we had ninety-five percent approval, um, and that was mostly based on you know the the camp and the food and and the, mm-hmm. the the program and everything. But you know, there's a few guys that were like, yeah, I didn't necessarily agree with the theology or, or different things like that. And sometimes, churchianity can take you out. Oh, you know, it's all up here, and I didn't. I'm really not a big fan of the heart. You know, and, and, you know, even though he says, created me a clean heart, but, you know, there's, um, off most of the guys, once they let go and let God, you know, join in, you know, with them, they start to get it. And, and I had a buddy that went, um, and he goes, okay, one and done. That was good. And now he's been to two more and he goes, no God's, God's working on a, a little different area, you know, and God's always working on, on our hearts and, and trying to heal and, and take us through the shame and take yeah, us through yeah. our struggles. And, and sometimes he's got to chisel away a little bit harder on some of us. Uh, the chiseling hurts. I hate it. But, you know, sometimes we go through that kind of stuff so that we can grow and, and be stronger for it. You know, it's funny, Vic, part of what you're speaking to here is this image portrayal. You know, we have to have this, we have to have this certain image that we want to project and portray and carry on like we, like we really have. And we may not have it at all, but your your comment about what how did you say that letting go of the matrix? What was the word you used there? Well, just let go and let God. Let go, yeah. let go of the matrix. Yeah. The matrix is really the 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 framework from which we 
form our attitudes and our opinions and let all that go. Unplugging from our phone. Yeah, unplug. Yeah. Unplug from all that. And and we actually tell guys uh, when they go back home not to back up the dump truck and and, and dump on their daughter or their son or their wife or, you know, oh, I... I've been convicted, and let me tell you what all the crap. And you need to be convicted. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. Suddenly, you want to preach because you feel like well, preach, or or maybe it's just I want to confess. You know, I've been really Some struggling stuff. with this. I've been yeah. hiding this from you. We had one guy that called home from Colorado to his wife and started crying and telling her all sorts of things, and she she almost wanted to send the police to Colorado to find out what they're doing to her husband. Oh my you know? gosh! Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I, so you, I know I can say in my own life, I, I think when I've been able to and willing to really do deep work, it it is so relieving to let go of it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, do you remember the the movie? Um, oh, goodness. It was with Richard. Um, oh, the English actor. I can't remember his name. It was about it was a it was a movie about South America and he was a priest and he was a um, hmm. uh, he was a missionary. And he was dealing with it. Do you remember that movie? I, it, I, it'll take me too long to explain it, so I won't go into it. But one of the things that happened there was he ministered to one of the one of the people that was part of the Spanish army, and and this guy had a lot of baggage. And he said, "You're going to have to carry that baggage until you're willing to let go of it." Mm-hmm. But at some point, we all have to be willing to let go of the baggage. And there's this incredible scene where their 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 path takes them up this cliff face. He's carrying this stuff. He, the the priest says, "You no, I'm going to make you carry everything in that bag is your past." was literal physical stuff like armor and swords and he left the military to to find himself find find the lord really but he finally is a place where he can't move another inch up this cliff face because the burden of this bag and he says what he's crying uh the uh the actor oh i can't even think his name richard gear no it wasn't richard gear it was um the guy that's that's was in godfather um oh goodness i can't think of his name sorry but anyway so so he said, the priest says to him, what, what must I do? I can't take another. He says, you're going to have to release the bag. So obviously the bag became symbolic of what he was carrying emotionally, spiritually. And he lets this go and they, they show this bag falling down the cliff face in slow motion. And it, hits the, it hits, hits the abrupt rocks and it blows apart and everything starts falling. And they show it hit the ground in slow motion. And then he was able to take the hand of the priest and make that final step to get on top of the, the, the cliff and be in the safety. And then he embraced the preach. So it was clearly both a moment to be released to freedom off the face, but moreover, and most importantly, and this is what was portrayed in the movie, was his freedom from his past, from his sins, from his regrets, from all of everything he couldn't let go of that was holding him back from experiencing who God wanted to be in his life. Um, I'm sure you saw the movie at, at some point off air. I'll share what, what, what it was. But anyway, it was that notion for all of us. We all at some point have to let go of the matrix, as you say. We have to be willing to lay that aside and experience what God wants to say to us. And right. it takes a lot, doesn't it, Vic? It really does take a lot. It, I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard to recognize that maybe I've had poor thinking. Maybe I've, you know, all of that represents humility. Well, and to go there, yeah, and I think the thing that brokenness um, uh, that we do today is um, Eldridge calls it the spirit of the age. Um, the spirit of today's mm-hmm. age is busyness, and so it's really cool to say, "Hey, how's it going, Steve? Oh, I'm really busy. Things are good. You know, got a lot of things going on." Da da da. That's a fig leaf. Yeah, that's a fig leaf. Because I'm going to use busyness so I don't have to deal with the quiet with I'm struggling with this, with my wife left me or my kids don't love me or 
I'm going to keep busy. What can I do to keep busy to avoid dealing with that? Mm -hmm. It's so hard. I don't want to deal with some of that stuff, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and the, even the idea of counseling. Oh, well, if you're going to a counselor, you're Something a loser. Wrong with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with even you? that? Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. It's all these, I think it seems to me a good word for it is really, it's all counterfeit. Even the way we view ourselves, if, if the way we view ourselves is not in line with his word, then it's counterfeit. It's not, it's a false sense of reality. So for those guys who are very, very busy. So if a guy's struggling in an area, sometimes he'll start drinking. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they could lead to drug use or an affair, mm -hmm. but a mm -hmm. lot of guys are not like that. They're not you know, snorting cocaine or, you know, having affairs or something illicit like that, but they're extremely busy dealing with making more money or doing whatever it takes not to address what's really behind um, the mask. Right. And that is that they have sin in their lives and they haven't dealt with it properly and they haven't, they've ignored the relationship with the Lord. Is that right? Yeah. And I think you'll see guys that go, well, I'm not that bad. I'm, I, I don't do those bad things that you talked about, so I'm, I'm fine. I'm sure. just going to keep busy mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. keep moving on. Um, I mean, St. Louis is a great town for seeing the mask of, oh, how about them Cardinals? How about them Blues? How about right. them Rams? Oh, wait a minute. Rams aren't here anymore. Um, but well, they, they do. Some people are really into sports. Yeah. It takes a oh, lot yeah. of time. There's a lot of people are really into to gaming. Yeah. betting Invest sports betting investment clubs investment yeah. i mean uh, vacations cars. i mean you name it it's extremely that that being busy well the bible does talk about the cares of this world and the desire for riches right and um we're really good at uh all of that yeah. very very good at all that yeah well and you know steve's asking you know have you seen this movie and that movie we don't watch a lot of movies not intentionally but we're we're both really busy. We're both doing men's min or doing ministry, ministry stuff. Correct, yeah, and it's like I don't really have a whole lot of time to to binge. And, and why do I? You know, why do people binge? Because I need to escape. You know, we're trying to find those es escapes, and it, it's hard. It's um, and, and sometimes you just need to escape the world, especially in this last couple of years. I mean, that's why the guys that came to my house said, "Can we keep coming? We need yeah, an escape." Yeah. And it was a healthy escape. A healthy escape. Yeah. 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 Men don't like silence. Yeah. Because it it makes us reflect and 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 it makes us ponder. We don't like to ponder because pondering may take us somewhere we don't want to go. Right. I mean, I think this this statement that that you know Justin made here was is just it's just amazing. I mean, I, it's so it's so common. You know, um, you wake up one day and you're unhappy and you have all the success in the world, but you're just like, well. What is this worth if I'm still feeling empty inside? And boy, that's it's a heavy word, isn't it? It's a heavy thought. And I, I think most of the guys, almost, I would say without exception, every guy I've ever dealt with over a coffee or any form of ministry or men's ministry groups or any of the rest, if they're honest, they'll, they'll say this is true, that they feel empty. The, you talked about in the beginning of the podcast, the three stages. What, what are they? There's three of them. The beginning was... The battle of the fight. Oh, the battle of the fight. The beauty of the rescue. The beauty to rescue. Explain that one. Um, so, you know, I think when you go back to the idea of, of the question, do I have what it takes? So often we want to get that answer from the beauty. Um, we take it to our wife. We take it to our um, girlfriends. We take it to our daughters. We, um, we, to anyone. But we, we ask, um, you know, uh, we, we want to, we're fixers. We're fixers, and we also want them to answer our question. 
Um, so many guys, you know, oh, my wife, she turned me down again, or she said no, or she, you know, whatever. And, and we want our worth and value from the woman. Um, you know, when you're in high school, when you got turned down on a date or you got, you broke up, oh, it's the end of the world as I know it. Um, when you start realizing that your value is from God, uh, and that's hard. Um, he doesn't always hold my hand and feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, that beauty to rescue so often, we've taken the question to her and, and forced her to answer that question and it, to pursue her and pursue the beauty um, and you see it in, 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 you know, almost every movie you see it in the Bible as well, that beauty to rescue and, and how can we rescue her and, and give her value and give her worth um, as well. So, and then what was the third one? Uh, adventure to live. Explain that one. Um, so, you know, as we talked about, guys, checking out um, mm-hmm. and uh, the movie uh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty with uh, Ben Stiller, he's a... Uh, um, uh, a negative developer in the in the basement of Life magazine. That's his job. And one of the things I, I love in that movie. <laughs> oh, I remember that movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a classic. I, I love that movie. It's if you look at it from a spiritual standpoint, there are some amazing parts of that. As a matter of fact, when um, Sean Penn is the outdoor wildlife photographer, and he's on a poster, and and uh, Ben Stiller is looking for uh, this negative that you know to put on the last. Um, magazine cover of life magazine he's looking at the magazine cover and all of a sudden or he's looking at uh, sean penn in the on the poster and all of a sudden the poster comes alive and he 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 starts waving his finger to come into the adventure and i was at a boot camp where john eldridge said that's jesus wow calling us into the adventure and you watch him go from a, a a negative developer in the basement of life to this beautiful, colorful adventure where he's pursuing the beauty, where he's living the adventure. He he goes, he flies to Iceland, and mm. but the one thing in that mag or in that movie, he had a journal that his father had given him. It was a travel journal, and early on in the movie, I, I think he's moving his mom, and he finds that journal, and he opens the journal up, and there's nothing in there, and he realizes wow. he has no life, no adventure. And once Jesus, Sean Penn, which is kind of an oxymoron, but he calls him into that adventure, you watch his life, you know, just get blown away. And as a matter of fact, I took my wife to Iceland a couple of years ago just really? because of that that powerful movie. And if you watch it from a spiritual aspect, you, it's like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe all the things that, that the beauty to rescue, the adventure to live, the battle to fight is all in that movie. It's just it's, it's pretty cool. Mm. So right, yeah. so you're 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 saying to guys that there's a there's a much greater life out there, yeah. full of satisfaction, like you know that we're all that you know fulfillment, yeah, um, and a life that's uh, that's complete in the Lord, right? Our, it, our new life is in the Lord. We'll find it nowhere else. And that's to help people share yeah. the gospel, preach the word, right, mm-hmm. and see guys' lives get changed, women's lives get changed, and. In that, we all have a ministry. We all have, you know, p- pick up, pick up your, uh, take your life and, and share it with others mm-hmm. and, and watch mm-hmm. people's lives get changed. And there's great, great satisfaction that if you do that, you know, with passion and with love for the rest of your life, you'll, you'll be satisfied. Well, and how many, how many guys do you know that are sitting on the couch, binge watching or sitting in yeah. the pew 
binge watching and they're going, feed me, feed me. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's like, it's all about us. Yeah. No, go out yeah. and feed others and invite them into the adventure and, and, right. and help them to heal, help them to, you know, it reminds me of the, the Jesus took 12 unknown men uh, you know, Peter and Mark and Andrew and mm-hmm. right. Luke, and they were they were nothing. There was not one of them really. Even there was a Matthew was a tax collector. Who was I, ha- I hated ha- tax. Hated. Co- yeah, yeah. <laughs> These guys uh, didn't have any status. Right. Uh, they were probably all lost, like you know, everybody else. And he gave them a life that's so worthy of history that right. we all now read their read read what they wrote down, and they shared. They shared their, they had a ministry to the world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they changed lives forever. But you know, who were these guys? They were, they were, they were, they were nothing. They were nothing special. He takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And he, and he, he yes. did this. Come he did into it with the his fingers. To me. Right. Come yeah. into the adventure. Yeah. Yeah. And so they found their purpose in Jesus mm-hmm. and him alone. Right. Right. Yeah, it, scripture says it's for freedom that I've set you free. Are we willing to embrace that freedom? The the lies are so strong in in all of us, male or female, that we often remain outside of that freedom. Mm-hmm. We walk bound. And you know, I I I know I said to you the other day, Vic, I've said it to Andrew, but the notion of it's not just check in in large part he has many much of the church is in checkmate. Mm-hmm. Satan has us exactly where he wants us. And what's what's he's such a it's such a simpleton approach. He's a deceiver. You know, it, I mean, and and through that he does kill and destroy. He destroys the testimony, he takes away the freedom, he takes away the joy, he steals the peace. You know, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness and self-control. How many people really have that? Well, anyway, gosh, Vic, it's been great to have you. Why don't you? Why don't you tell the listeners? I mean, I'd love to see everybody in the community up to eight hundred join us for this Wild at Heart boot camp. Um, tell us how they can reach out to a place a reservation and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, so it, the boot camp that we're doing um, down at um, Eagle Sky Camp of the Ozarks is on um, April seventh through the tenth. Mm-hmm. So it's a Thursday night through Sunday at noon. And um, Eagle Sky is about two hours from here. It's a camp on steroids. It's got it's 5,000 acres. They got wow. elk, bison, uh, fallow deer. It's probably, I don't know if it's an 800-acre lake, um, but it's just a beautiful place down in the Ozarks near Piedmont. Uh, but if you go on uh, um, the wildheartstl.com website, you can register there. We We make it. We've made it so affordable. I mean, we don't make a penny on it. It's just what um, you're there for three nights uh, lodging, eight meals. I think the cost is like two forty. Wow! Uh, for the whole weekend, and um, if they go to that, just wildheartstl.com, you can register there. Our uh, March first, the price goes up, and so if you hop on there now and uh, go on there and register, we we're um, we can. You know, our last one was 53 guys. Uh, we're hoping probably for maybe 100 guys. It will hold up to 800. So if we get 800 guys, we can we can do it as well. Uh, but, yeah, it's just an amazing camp and an amazing weekend that uh, I think you guys will enjoy. 
Well, I, I'm Vic. It's been great having you here today, Andrew. Have you enjoyed having? It's been fantastic, Vic, Thank on the you, podcast. Yeah. It, I guess really neat. This is our first experiment experiment with a three, uh, with a three speaking. You know, three guys at a at a podcast. It's been great to have you, Vic. Um, I want to share this one last thing. This is Justin Bieber out of this article I was reading. He says, um, "He is grace." He says, "This is Justin saying this." Every time we mess up, he's picking us back up every single time. That's how I view it, says Justin Bieber. And so it is like this. I make a mistake. I won't dwell on it. I don't sit in shame. But it actually makes me want to do better. Wow. Oh, that's pretty powerful. That's coming yeah. from Justin Bieber. So yeah. this this article is pretty recent. Uh, I'm not necessarily advertising the article, but I thought what he said there at the beginning about how we measure success and we're still empty, that is right on. Yeah. Well, listen, um, we're glad you came and listened to our podcast today. We're going to wrap it up. This is Life Beyond the Summit, a faith journey podcast for men. We invite you back. If you can uh, share this with others, you're welcome to, and you can follow us on, on the platform that allows you to do that. Until next time, God bless and take care. Thank you for listening to the Life Beyond the Summit podcast. For more information, visit our website at lifebeyondthesummit.com.